Hello, welcome to Bravo Wild Black. We have welcome, a very welcome. special episode crossover event with Know That Pod. Um, what, what about if you guys just start by introducing yourselves? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll go, go first. first because I'm oh. black. My name is Quentin Lamar. I'm a comedian, actor, and improviser, and I am the creator of Know That Podcast. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right. I'm Donnie Hadfield Smith. I am Quinn's husband, Mm -hmm. Um, but that is not my only claim to fame. I am also the creator of Know That Podcast. And I am a copywriter and a social media manager. Yes. Uh, my name is Anthony Casella, and since we're just putting our, our hand in the hat, <laughs> I am also a uh, the creator of Know That, <laughs> a Real Housewives podcast, and uh, I am also a creative writer. Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. This is going to be a fun one because if you guys don't know, we recently just recorded their podcast. It was a good time. And we literally sat there for an hour talking and we didn't know that you were married. You didn't? (laughs) I don't think a lot of our listeners know. Oh, yeah. That's why I had to drop it here. An exclusive for Bravo Wild Black. Okay. We're right here first. So. We've been we've been married for so long you can't even tell. I'm like, why the hell are y'all in different rooms then? <laughs> because we've been together long enough. Yeah, it's our only yeah. time apart. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. Like sometimes you just need some space and it's in a good way. So how do you guys like how did you guys first create, you know, your podcast and how do you make it work with three people? Mm. Um, Anthony and I have been talking about creating a podcast, not even together for a long time. And we had so many different ideas that kept circling around. Like we were like, how about a book? Instagram? I mean, how about a book podcast? How about pop culture podcast? How about one about marriage? Whatever. And then housewives would occasionally pop in and we would ignore it and move forward until we finally said, how about we both work together for a housewives podcast? And then Quinn was on the couch next to me, so I roped him in. <laughs> I actually do a different podcast, too, Tableverse Podcast, which you can also catch across all platforms. So I was busy doing that or doing more so that. So when this came up, I was like, well, it's a pandemic. I can Why do not? two. I can be greedy. Yeah. So what is your other podcast about? My other podcast um, is like Dungeons and Dragons, Set in Space. It's a role play tabletop game that we all improvise with characters we create. Um, we do voices, we do the whole thing. It's a whole universe that we build. And it's like basically just nerd stuff, but it's like with other uh, comedians and performers. So it's like really fun and cool. That's dope. My only introduction to Dungeons and Dragons is on Stranger Things. And I really don't know what happens on Stranger Things. So I can, I can definitely <laughs> let you know. So, I don't, so you don't know anything about it? I don't know anything about it at all. But, you know, you know a lot about it and that's good enough for me. <laughs> so thank you guys for coming. Let's just get into it. Real Housewives of New York filming is fully underway. And the biggest recent news is that Heather Holla Thompson is on it how do you guys feel about that 
I'm conflicted. I like Heather. I, I feel like she's a, a controversial figure. You're either someone who kind of really enjoyed her seasons five through seven or her part in seasons five through seven, or she irritated you. I what side are you on? <laughs> I like I like her. I liked her more as her time on the show went on. Um, she was someone who wasn't afraid to speak her mind, which I think is is getting is rare, becoming rare as we continue across all these cities. So I like someone who will kind of fiercely, you know, stake their claim to their opinion. I don't necessarily know if we needed her this year. And I'm, I'm, you know, with the casting of Ebony and I think another uh, new addition who I think is maybe circling full-time status, but right now is maybe on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Heather needed that spot, whether it's a friend of or a full-time. I heard she's full-time, which mm-hmm. is, that was kind of weird for me yeah. because I knew that I think, when they brought her on Watch What Happens Live, I'm like, oh, she must be coming back. And then I think that she announced that she had a podcast. And then I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden I see the tweet that, you know, someone saw her filming with them. And then um, someone retweeted like the the apple holders or whatever. And she's like holding an apple. And I'm like, I don't really mind her being a friend, but I don't know if we need to see her full time. What do you think, Quinn and Don? I agree with you. I, well, I don't need her at all, but if she (laughs) is going to be there, she certainly doesn't need to be an apple holder for me. And I think with Ebony coming on and perhaps, I don't know her name, the other Black woman that's being discussed, Oh, yeah. Um, Rashawn Shaw. Yes, yeah. I feel like with diversity finally being brought to Real Housewives of New York, adding another white woman to, like, even it out or whatever they're doing is not necessary. (laughs) And it's like I'm not even seeing Rashawn at this point. Like, they were saying, you know, she was just testing, and then it seemed like it was going to be permanent because there was an article because she's Leo's friend. But they announced Ebony, and then now it seems like, you know, the cat's out of the bag with Hala. So I'm like, well, right. since all the cats are out of the bag, like, let's let's know the status of Rashawn. And I haven't really been seeing her, like, taping. Because yeah. tape, they were recently taping in the Hamptons at Ramona's um, Hampton house. But before we get into that, Quinn, what do you think? I... The seasons that I've watched of New York, she was never really a draw for me. I wasn't really a big fan. I didn't, maybe it's because it was a different time and because there was like no representation on New York, but her holla irritated me. (laughs) It seemed like something some annoying white woman would do at a bar. (laughs) And it just really, it really put me off of her. So, and she definitely can't do that shit now. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But I, you know, if I had to think of past housewives to come back, she's not one that I would pick. I, I mean, I like the Viva. I know people don't really agree with me on that, but I mean, she took her leg off for God's sake. Yeah, anyone who <laughs> would fully throw their prosthetic leg on the table, I feel and like she had receipts all the time. So, <laughs> so long story short, I'm with all the changes that are going on. I'm okay with Heather coming back, but I would have preferred also that she was a friend of than an apple holder. Yeah. 
So they are filming um, Roni right now. They were recently at Ramona's house in the Hamptons. And when Ebony Williams was announced, we told you guys in our, I think it was either the last podcast or the one before that, you know, she is a strong woman. Okay. She's an opinionated woman. She was a lawyer. She's on state of the culture. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Uh She is a strong advocate for Black Lives Matter. Everyone wants to know what's going to happen with her and All Lives Matter Ramona. It's either going to be the downfall of Ramona or Ramona is, you know, I'm not going to say that she's going to have some kind of 180 vision and open her eyes and like (laughs) feel that Black Lives Matter, but it it could be, you know, something good for the cast and their white privilege. Um, I saw a picture circulating, well, not even circulating, Ramona posted a picture of her and (laughs) Ebony and the caption was, I love making new friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just wonder, you know, like, did they just start filming? Have they gotten into it yet? Um, there was a lot of, from the fans, There, there's like tension, well, not tension, but like nervousness that is Ebony going to be portrayed as like the angry Black woman? Hmm. Or is she going to play her personality down you know, to kind of like fit in with these ladies. But she recently, I'm going to read a statement that she said, she recently said that she's going to give it to them straight. She said that this is not the first time I've been the first black woman in a space. I was the first black woman at my law firm coming out of law school. When you are privileged to be the first, you represent your entire culture. I'm not just on this show as Ebony K. Williams in many ways. I'm on this show representing black womanhood. I take that responsibility very seriously. I don't have the option to be a shrinking violet. She went on to say, this isn't a lecture halls. Nobody's doing any classroom instruction, but it is an authentic revealing of some really essential dope parts of New York. We're going to have all the race discussions. I'm not somebody to bite my tongue and I don't hold back. And that's not for the sake of confrontation. That's only for the sake of growth. And I think that that quote, that interview that she just gave, she wants to reassure fans that she's not going to play with these women. She's not going to, you know, um, it's like circling around to this whole thing with Monique. She definitely feels the weight on her back to represent Black women, which I kind of disagree with. I feel like one individual does not speak for a whole race, but I also like that she's going to give it to them straight and she's not going to hold back. What do you think is going to happen between her and Ramona? Do you think they're going to mesh or are they going to clash or we're going to see a bit of both? I think a bit of both. I think on Beverly Hills, I felt like sometimes they were tiptoeing around Garcelle because they didn't want it to look like anything that was happening was racial. So mm-hmm. I think so that, mean. what'd you say? Because they're so mean in Beverly Hills. They didn't want yeah. it to seem racial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle was smart with the way, or not smart, but I think it was very calculated the way she acted around her most of the season until she couldn't hide it anymore. And I'm not saying she was hiding racism, but I think she was watching how she was acting. Whereas Ramona, I don't know if she will be able to be that smart. And she'll just, yeah, she'll just say what she says. Anthony? I don't know. I mean, of course the wheels are going to come off the truck eventually and something (laughs) will happen with Ramona um, in terms of 
putting her foot in her mouth or saying <laughs> something that sparks a conversation she maybe wasn't prepared to have. Ramona is many, many things. I don't necessarily think she's dumb in a certain way. And I think she understands that at least at the beginning of filming, she understands what she needs to do and how she's looked in the past in order to facilitate a certain persona of her being completely fine with Ebony and Ebony's my buddy and where I love to meet new people and we're best yeah. friends. And that's Ebony, why I looked at that Ebony. picture. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Ebony and Ramona and she loves to make new friends. You can, you can hear her saying Ebony, Ebony, <laughs> it's like a bottle of wine in her hand. Like you can see it. Yeah. And then you can also see what's going to happen mm-hmm. just in terms of her butting heads with a new person regardless. But then on top of that, there's no way producers won't be, uh, instigating conversations about Ramona's past comments. Um, yeah, and which, I think that Ebony can't go on there and she can't not address Ramona's mm-hmm. behavior. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think that, like, now that we know Ebony's not going to go and Terry Crews it and she's <laughs> right. going to, like, maintain her identity, that's definitely going to be a problem with Ramona. But I've said before, I think Ramona is very Trumpy. And she I think that. Is. She and I don't mean like just that she's a Trump supporter. She acts, she acts like yeah. Trump, so Trump knows when to shut up and be cool with certain black people. Not all black people, but he can be cool with some black people. And I think if anything, that's what we'll see from Ramona at first until, like Anthony said, the wheels inevitably fall off and she says something like, "You know, why don't you tip?" Something like that. <laughs> It'll be something like really gross. It'll be something really, it's not going to be like a, it's going to, it's going to borderline on not being a microaggression when it happens. You put it like that. So it's going to be very overt. I feel it's it's going to be very antiquated and awkward. And I can't wait to see it. Me either. (laughs) Um, Okay. So as far as real housewives of New York, that's a bit like, you know, far off. We are definitely having some FOMO from New York, just seeing these pictures of them filming. But the only thing that we're watching right now is Potomac, obviously. And, you know, we're not watching OC. What we've decided to do (laughs) instead (laughs) is a Southern Charm New Orleans rewatch. And I, before we get into talking about it, because some of you watched with me, I have a little mini update that's not confirmed. What I can say is that it's not canceled 100%, but in addition to that, there is interest from the network bringing to bring the show back. And it's because someone inboxed us actually and was like, I have a friend on production and they're trying to figure out how to bring Southern Charm New Orleans back. And if you guys didn't see the cast minus Jeff, like Benny Poppins, um, Jared, a.k.a. Tamika's cousin, John <laughs> Fine-Ass Moody. Everyone was at this brunch. Reagan, her new husband, and they had a good old time, and they were just teasing the hell out of us. So if you guys haven't seen that, go on their profiles, check that out, and also aggravate Bravo to bring this show back. So <laughs> Wednesday, we watched Southern Charm New Orleans, episode two. What I want to know is, were you guys watching it like when it was on or have you seen it before? And, you know, how do you feel about Southern Charm New Orleans? 
Um, no, I we are only housewives watchers in this house. We didn't watch the original Southern Chime. We don't watch. I apologize. Married to Medicine. We're strict. <laughs> we're yeah. strictly housewives watchers. So. Because of the lack of, <laughs> I see that thing right now. Her mouth dropped open. <laughs> yeah, the the Zoom link just expires. <laughs> Let me just am- scratch the whole merit to medicine thing out then. Since no, we'll just listen to you speak. I am. I'll just say, yeah, out. right, right. I am a little familiar with original, ori- original Southern Charm, but doesn't sound like so that. Yell, yell names, you know, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> Craig, Craig's hot. I'm freaking out. Oh no, out Craig is canceled this. now, though. Craig is hot. Let's don't no, let me let me tell you, Craig was the finest one on there. What do you? But doing? what he decided to do was go live with Tommy Loren in the middle of the Black Lives oh, no. Matter reawakening thing, him and Austin went live with Tommy Loren. And that's why him and his pillows can go straight to hell. We are, <laughs> however, going, we're going to watch Southern Charm, the original one. It premieres this Thursday. You guys will be live tweeting about it. I don't know if you guys want to get into it, but um, it's just <laughs> a lot of just like caucasity mm. that will be yeah, yeah. stripped back because they, you know, have two more people on the cast. One is a woman of color who's hired, I mean, married to a black man. So she is going to check the cast on their privilege and she's going to address Catherine Dennis sending a black monkey emoji to a black woman. So Mm. that's the only reason we're watching Southern Charm. But as far as Craig, he can go to hell, but he is (laughs) fine. He is fine, but he's not fine no more. I'm still dealing with the the spoiler alert about Reagan and her new husband. Yeah. I I feel blindsided. (laughs) I mean, it was clear she didn't want to be around him. But Mm -hmm. from what I saw in the first two episodes, but I'm still a little shocked. They were married, but then they were, you know, she was looking for a freaking (laughs) apartment on her own. And she's like, yeah, I'm just going to live here. You can live back in the boondocks, wow. and that's pretty much it. By season two, it's a spoiler alert. You'll see it on Instagram. She's married with a baby with a whole other man. Oh, wow. wow. But how do you guys feel about abandoned the first by, episodes? Abandoned by his wife and his mother. Wow. <laughs> I really liked the show. At first, because we are only Housewives watchers, at first, it was a lot of masculine energy as a whole because there's only the two women as opposed to four men so there was the unevenness for i felt like i was watching laguna beach and not the hills <laughs> <laughs> um but then once i got used to it now i really am enjoying it john moody is so hot i don't oh. quinn doesn't agree with me and i don't know why maybe it's because but he's each is very, old. like overtly like very obviously hot <laughs> maybe are you saying i'm not <laughs> no, no shame. <laughs> this is about John Moody and John Moody only. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I prefer Jason. I mean, Justin. Justin Reese. Um, I'm, he's definitely not my type. Like, is Jeff is the only years. one I would kick out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, did you get a chance to watch Southern Charm Nola? I didn't. I just tried to Google John Moody, though, and I, I he's not an American journalist, right? I think no, I he's, he's actually he's an artist and he's he's black. JLN. 
but yeah, in the second episode, we saw um, the thing about Southern Charm, New Orleans, it's really good once you get into like the middle of the first season or even the second season, because they're actually like friends in real life. They have those like ties. And um, the what I will say is at the beginning, it's a little bit slow. And I think that you notice that. But, you know, it makes up with it with some eye candy. Yeah. And we just I, do you know, how long were they filming before they whatever they chose to make the premiere? Because there's stuff in the premiere where they have footage from eight months ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, very weird. Like, season one, they definitely have, like, old footage. I don't know if it if they tried to kind of, like, produce it or if they had to throw some things away to make the story better. But, it yeah, definitely I definitely some... noticed that. Some interesting production, like what, like five minutes into the first episode, Barry's ass, like in the shower, I was like, <laughs> and not blurred, okay, not blurred, just <laughs> black booty, just right, right there. Maybe. A lot of people were happy to see that. Yeah, I, I was, oh, yeah, I was one of them. I mean, but <laughs> I was just shocked. I, I'm not complaining. I'm not it's complaining. so funny when they show things like that, especially in, in this time where everyone has like. 65 inch TVs, 55 inch TVs, you just get a big old ass in the middle of the screen. It's like, it was just like literally the last thing I expected to see at the beginning of the, the because I was like the pilot, so like the beginning of the episode. I was like, whoa, okay. Like, what a great start. I, I had no idea what to expect. I'm like, they're going to be they gonna be having sex with this? Like, like, is this like softcore? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the housewives run around naked all the time. Uh, for some reason, they got to cover up, cover up nickel, nipples. So, you remember like, Mimi's titty? <laughs> <laughs> Always coming out everywhere. Aggressively in the last season <laughs> when they were like on that trip in Toronto. Between her and Cynthia, I feel like they try to have a contest. Like, like who can show the most titty? Who can show she still got it? Cynthia's like, oh my my God. Titty. got married naked. <laughs> She looked great, but that woman was naked. Not naked. (laughs) She had that table runner going down her side on both sides, but that's it. Oh, table runner? (laughs) That dress was fully nude, except for some lace. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When is she going to stop the 50 cent thing? Like, it was cool. When it was 50. 50. I'll give her 51. The nicknames are tired. The nicknames are tired. But now. So. Who's canceled? 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. Uh Oh, he's been canceled. But, I mean, I was just waiting for it, honestly. I I feel that way about Ice Cube. I've had, like, such (laughs) strong opinions about him for years. Really? Using up-and-coming comedians in his movies, yes. I felt that way for years, but... I'll take his son though. Oh <laughs> yeah, his son is his son is fine. Little baby cube, <laughs> ice chip. <laughs> Bye. Not ice. ice crushed ice. Oh my god. Okay, so married to medicine. We just um, we don't really have any updates, but we saw that they were <laughs> filming and they all got together just like on. Real Housewives of Potomac, which is a good segue. The Married to Medicine crew got together, Carrie included, and told everyone to vote because um, early voting has started and we are going to talk about voting in this podcast. This is going to be the last podcast (laughs) before the election. So if we can encourage someone to, you know, request that mail-in ballot or 
please go down and vote early please do it but yeah they were voting early you know there was a camera there i think that they were like on um also a cast trip and atlanta is going on a cast trip i heard that they're going to new orleans mm. so it'd be cool if we could see like a little atlanta south southern charm new orleans like crossover but yeah vote and we can talk about real housewives of potomac for a little bit we'll touch on it um wendy had the black girls vote event and it was amazing to see we talked about it on the know that podcast so please you guys go over and listen to it there but also here i definitely wanted to talk about it and ask you guys about it like how amazing it was to see not only last week wendy displayed her nigerian culture on a major cable network like that which was amazing to see but also she talked about not just the importance of voting in the election and registering to vote, but they brought up, you know, like voting in local elections, knowing who your commissioner is, like you're voting for governors, like voting at the city level, everything. That's how we really like spark change. It's all, you know, the president is kind of like a figurehead. Obviously he can overwrite a lot of things and do what he wants to do, but it's really a board of people. So we need to be proactive about voting every two years and every four years and in whatever whenever it's time to vote look up who's running and you know pick who's best for you we really love to see that event and what did you guys think about it i really liked it i love when you can tell they're genuine with their opinions and with their um when they do I don't know what I want to say. Cool. Not even political stuff, but like when Luann went to the... More serious like, yeah. events. Sometimes I feel like it's performative. And me mm-hmm. and Anthony have talked about that, where when Luann went and spoke to those women, I felt like it might have just been for camera. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that Wendy would have done this with or without those cameras there. And I, I like that the cameras were there to show us, but I like that she would have had the event without us watching as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting too. Um, a, it was great that they filmed it, and then B, this was filmed, I believe, about a year ago. Yeah. So it would have been. I mean, certainly the last four years have been hell, and everyone has kind of been, you know, talking about the importance of voting, but it wasn't recorded any time, of course bumping up near the election in a way. And um, it was before COVID and it predated a lot of kind of the dust being kicked up for, okay, this election is getting close. All these awful things are happening. Um, So the fact that they set out to uh, record it and that it made the episode was incredible. Um, I I find Wendy a little boring, but I liked the event. (laughs) That's fair enough. Very fair. I mean, I, I think the event was great too. It was very much needed. I think we learned how important elections are every two years with the blue wave that we saw in 2018. Like that really set us up for what I think is coming together and what's happening now. So I, I really like that she's pushing it, that she's using her platform to let people know that and to you know, realize that, yeah, the, the president does have power and he is in charge, but there are limits. And a lot of what 
we've seen the president do, he wouldn't be able to do if he wasn't enabled by a Senate who had the power to do it. And so I think the, the more we can let people know that even though it's not convenient, and now that we all know that it can come to your house and you can mail that damn thing off. I was, telling thing people, I was like, I'm never going to vote in person again. Literally. <laughs> like, there's you no reason that. for that. Not and that, that means, negativity. And that means that I'm going to vote in everything. Like, because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, sometimes you're at work or sometimes I can think of times when I forgot, I've forgotten to vote, like in the past few years, like for like, you know, little things like, you know, that, and I'll be like, wow, God, I forgot to vote. How did I forget to vote? So I think people should know that and be reminded of that. I really applaud her for that. Yeah, exactly. And I also like that um, in addition to voting in every possible election you can, like they were talking about, you know, resources for business, Mm -hmm. uh, resources for minorities and how to, you know, find that out. And it was really just super important like what she was doing. And I think that that was, was needed. It came, it couldn't have come at a better time. So vote. And also we want you to watch that, um, the special that Bravo is having our vote matters. Um, And that's why I also think that Southern Charm Nola is coming back is because they were, well, Tamika and Barry and also John Moody is going to be in that special. It airs on November 1st at 10. So tune into that. Do you either of you guys watch Bravo chat room? I sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Okay, so on Bravo chat room, they were talking. Well, they had a little thing that we want to play like with you guys. Okay. Um they actually asked who each person okay, it's Portia, Kate Chastain, Hannah Burner. And Giselle Bryant, they actually asked like all of them who they would have, like what Bravo couple they would have a threesome with. I did see that. And all of them chose basically Mauricio and Kyle. And <laughs> Giselle was like, we're gonna put Kyle to sleep and we're just gonna have Mauricio there. Everyone <laughs> wanted Mauricio. So we are going to play a little thing where we just ask you some questions. It comes, everything comes better in threes, like you three. Um, each one of you will give just one answer, but it'll technically be three because there's three of you. So who would you guys choose to have a threesome with? What Bravo couple? Anthony, say- you go first. Okay. Okay. Mine is um, a couple from Vanderpump Rules, and I'm going to say Tom Sandoval and Ariana. Tom Sandoval is like, he's like unachievably hot, I feel. Like he's <laughs> very much model type. I like a, pr- I like a pretty boy. Okay, fair enough. When you had your answer ready. I I did. Locked and loaded. (laughs) I don't need to say it, though. Oh. I was going to say Joe and Melissa Gorga. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Ooh, that is good. How about you? Do they have to still be together? No, it's just whoever was a couple at one point. Um... (laughs) Phaedra and Apollo. <laughs> Why did I feel like you were gonna say that? Like I, I, I don't know. As soon as he asked, they have to be a couple. Yeah, I was like, like Phaedra. Like something just came to me. I was like Phaedra. He's talking about Phaedra. What if somebody was like Nene in? <laughs> oh my god! Listen, I don't judge. It's a judgment-free zone, but 
Get down how you want to get down. That's all I'm gonna say. I think you should reevaluate some things, though. <laughs> I definitely do think you should reevaluate some things. Who would you say? Or you're just the host and you're not answering? No, I'll play. I'll get. I don't care. Like I shoot my shot. Um, <laughs> Why not? Since I can't say John Moody or Luke from Summer House, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely also agree. No, actually, I want the weird dude, Denise Richards and Aaron, like oh. big, big dick Aaron. <laughs> they would be good. Yeah, that I feel is. like they. Sound I'm gonna freaks. miss seeing him. Yeah, <laughs> that is one. As I said, messy weird bitch. He is. Yeah. Oh, him, man. not her. Him, not her. I'm him. glad that you said there are some freaks because I. That's the edited version. I was gonna just start listing things that I think they would do. And <laughs> <laughs> And then you said, that. Oh, okay, good. What good, do good. you think they're into, though? Oh, I think P would be involved. He's definitely choked her. She was with oh. she, I think all bets are kind of off. He's yeah. at least crushed her hand. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I bring up that scene all the time, bro. Quiet. What about you, Aaron? <laughs> what about what? what well, who would you have a threesome? I'm going to say Beer and Tamika. Like. Mm-hmm. Are you just saying that because we're watching Southern Charm movies? No, I'm saying that for my own. Well, you, very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, you need to get them to have sex first. They or maybe you'll be with Spice it Listen, <laughs> I'm not in that. They are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in I that. I think it's just going to be you and Barry in anyways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I didn't say it. You said it. So. Uh, okay, so the top three housewife feuds. So... You guys name one each. Mm. Whoever wants to go first can go first. Like my best feud, I'll give you some time to think. <laughs> my best feud is definitely between Kenya and Nini because it's just like they will just never like each other. Even in the last season when Nini was throwing popcorn at Kenya, it was so petty. <laughs> and I was freaking living for it. Definitely Kenya and Nini for me. Aaron is your best. I'd say Marlo and Shirai. Like, if I have to. Oh, my God. When they went <laughs> to Africa. Moment. That's a good one. That is a good one. <laughs> they went to Africa. And they you want to shine? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I love oh, that's that. that's good. That was the best. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling. I know. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to a good one. Like, there's so many. It could be from any franchise. It doesn't matter what franchise yeah. it is. They're just the best feud that you think. Or the first one that comes to mind at this point. The first one that comes to <laughs> mind. <laughs> just, just, like, just wrap it up. Say whatever you said. Um, like, this is dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Danielle and Margaret Ooh, from Jersey. That ponytail pool. Yeah. Almost broke her neck. That was ghetto. <laughs> that was ghetto. <laughs> like, I'm, go- I'm going to say... This is a deep cut, but I liked how it kind of rippled through the entire season and how it kind of was the downfall of one and the springboard for the other in a way. Um, Bethany and Jill in season three of New York was, I think, a great one. Yeah. A lot of people talk about that one, though. Like, it was self made. It was like a turning point, really. Yeah. She, like, wanted to make this a thing for the show. And it was almost like a car crash where people were like, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> and they were, and they were readying Bethany for her own show. So like they had no choice, but to make her the hero. Yeah. 
And like Jill stepped into being a villain. If I have to be, if I don't have to be specific, then I'd say Leanne Locken versus everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Now that is it's definitely funny. controversial, but that should, it is so ironic that she got fired for being obviously racist and she's the only Democrat on the show. Yeah, like. I think that's very telling about the Democratic Party. But <laughs> if I have to be specific about Leanne Locken, then it would be Leanne Locken's feud with Brandy. Mm. Ooh, yeah. But they ever since season one, like they definitely went at each other. And also Giselle it. and Monique. It's just like when Giselle and Monique met as soon as Monique said, I have four houses, it mm-hmm. was like, oh, this bitch gotta go. Once she trumped her, <laughs> oh, you don't have a home. And she was still renting, and Monique had four homes. <laughs> <laughs> she never got that egg off of her face. The villain yeah, music, the anime villain it. music. She's like, Jamal? Come on. <laughs> Immediately, like now. You have four homes. Uh, well, I have four stepchildren. <laughs> uh, Don't forget, she's first lady, too. Um, oh, first lady. She's. Of the She's grandma. She's queen mother now because <laughs> Jesus. She's like literally. If you add his children to her children, she's got like ten kids. <laughs> That's so awkward too, because some of them are literally toddlers, <laughs> and like she just turned. Some 50. of them just happened. That's a little bit much. Yeah, it is. Because I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that shit. I just have to think about that. I'm not raising them children. And it's like, she's like, I don't want to speak on people who aren't here. And it's like, okay, well, your dad will though. So. (laughs) Leave his his mic on. Right. Um, Tell him to come out. Since the holiday season is approaching, we want to talk about the holidays because I'm a holiday fanatic. I'm putting my motherfucking tree up November 1st and no <laughs> one's going to give me shit because I've been watching Hallmark movies and yes. Lifetime Christmas movies and I don't care. 2020 this is a every year shit show. So, okay, what is your favorite housewife holiday theme episode? Mm. Mine personally is definitely the Atlanta one. Um, it was Christmas, I believe, and Portia came. I think it was the one where she like beat up the girl in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think, and then Kenya like dressed as the Grinch. I feel like that was the same. One. Oh, that not, was a good one. I remember yeah, that that's my favorite holiday theme one, especially yeah. when she beat ass on Christmas, like in the Christmas spirit. Was it her her assistant, right? Yeah, in, in and the, she was the, like running after her in the <laughs> <Yeah>. dark. <laughs> I'm like, that's why Portia and Monique, that's why they get along. They will stalk <laughs> you like a cheetah in the grass. Portia, Portia involved in no less than three physical altercations on the show. <laughs> you have to do what you have to do. And now it's like she's literally Portia Luther King, and I love that for her. <laughs> because when it comes down to it, she will be chats. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she's like Portia. Portia X. X. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I have yeah. to think about that. Exactly. Uh, What's your holiday? One? Honestly, I don't really remember any holiday episodes <laughs> all that much. They always um, have, like, Christmas episodes. I know the last one, um, the the New York one where Dorinda freaked out, was that Christmas themed? Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I guess I'd have to say the, the Halloween Housewives of Atlanta episode. I think that was like last. Was that last season or the season before? 
Was that Halloween where they did the disco shit? <laughs> I don't even. I think it it was just a random like seventies party. Oh, was it the one you said New York, right? No, Atlanta. No, Atlanta. Atlanta. Sorry, heard things. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not New York. I didn't know. <laughs> in, in terms of plot, I don't know my favorite holiday episode, but the Atlanta Halloween party where Kenya was the Victoria's Secret angel and Candy yes. was Pennywise. That was my favorite like group <laughs> Halloween <laughs> costume. Yeah, that was like actually the next question. Like, Candy what was your was favorite Pennywise? housewives? What was oh, your favorite sorry, housewives? No, it's fine because you guys. <laughs> And Aaron couldn't even figure out one, so it's fine. So what is your favorite Housewives, like, um, costume? I saw the new girl on Atlanta that dressed as Medusa, and I think that that was... Oh, she looked great. Amazing. And then everyone else was like, I'm a cat. I know. (laughs) And then Candy, they redid her nose. They gave her a prosthetic, but it wasn't even like a cat nose. It was just a nose job. She looked, yeah, it was odd. I see the Pennywise costume. I definitely... I like it. I, I, did, <laughs> I didn't think she was going to do that shit like that, but <laughs> she did what she, she did. To what do. She did yeah. And Cynthia, as a man, did things to me. So I like that costume. That's <laughs> 50 Cent. The 50 Cent. <laughs> the classic. What did it do? <laughs> this is a family show. We can't talk about it. You want to come on our podcast and tell us what it, what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you Quinn. have a favorite Housewives costume, Quinn? I do. And in fact, I, I actually also just thought of my favorite uh, Housewives <laughs> holiday-themed episode. Oh, my God. So Thank you for two. Yeah. Um, do you remember the season three of New Jersey where they brought on Melissa Gorga and the entire season was about, like, Thanksgiving yeah. and in, like, Christmas and, and, and like, New Year's and how stuff. they were going to, like, split up those holidays? Mm-hmm. Loved that. Um, <laughs> that was a good plot. That was a really good plot. Um, my favorite <laughs> Halloween <laughs> or costume. favorite Housewives costume is remember when Dorinda dressed up as Lady Gaga and she got really drunk and like all the balls <laughs> kept falling yes. off her suit. I like that. And, th- and then I also liked Carol uh, Radziwill dressing up as Amelia Earhart just so she could change smoke <laughs> during <laughs> She's it like, Amelia smoked. Strategic. Amelia smoked, so I'm smoking. It's like <laughs> Ramona as Britney Spears, like is my <gasps> sleep paralysis. That was the season. same party, incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, Quinn, do you have one? I feel uh, my favorite party, I guess, would be the one I'm going to go with Dallas again, where oh, Leah Lockett. I'm so glad. Play. It's great to see that someone other than me watches Dallas. I love so Dallas. Dallas supporters. <laughs> I love Not really. Then Leanne showed up in a shady costume towards the um, hostess, Stephanie. Yes, two-faced. <laughs> that took cojones. Um, I really enjoyed that. And then, I don't know, my favorite, like, costume overall, um, probably that sailor outfit that Joe Gorga did. <laughs> oh, my God. This year? No, the one he did before, where it was like, he looked like Popeye. Oh, yeah. That was a few years ago, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, he was a fisherman this year, and I didn't get it at first until she captioned it. And I thought, <laughs> oh, that's what you are. I just see nipple and... I didn't get Teresa's <laughs> outfit this year. Like, whatever At first, I thought was. she was a unicorn, but she was uh, cotton candy. 
Oh, what anyways, child. So, um, uh, moving on. Put <laughs> my toilet paper. If you, guys, if you guys celebrate Halloween, what were what was like your favorite costume that you dressed up in? So my favorite was when I was Drew Barrymore from Scream. Um, <laughs> I did, and I was living with my parents at the time. And I, my grandparents, we have a duplex. Well, they have a duplex. My grandparents live downstairs, and I went in the backyard to pose just for you know <laughs> facebook photos and i had the wig on and everything but when i came back in my grandfather i guess ignored the wig and he just saw the blood and he's like you need me to take you to the hospital <laughs> no i'm all right so that's my favorite but then when i was like 12 years old and chubby my mom made me be the pillsbury doughboy for a church oh my party. god that picture is epic send them that picture that pi- i'll send it to you that picture made it to the awkward family photos calendar there. <laughs> <laughs> Deservedly so. <laughs> so that's me. Huh. Um well, good question. Uh, yeah. I think we're on 60 minutes. When I you're about to be jump and walk out. <laughs> what? I, th- I think we have enough here. We have enough here. <laughs> when I look back at photos when I was young, I look really cute but confused as a as a red Crayola crayon when I was like two <laughs> or three. It's just like it's it's like the costumes overwhelming me. Um, but for one that I've done the last like few years, I went as a glam rocker <laughs> a few years ago, and I just like did a full face of makeup, and that was fun. No, no good story behind it, but it <laughs> no, the Crayola the crayon story thing. was great yeah. because. <laughs> Like I can only imagine. <laughs> like what in a costume? Um, when I was a kid, my parents were like really whatever about Halloween. Like we celebrated and everything, but as far as like costumes, like we used to have to like really push to get costumes because my parents would be like, "Oh, where would you wear last year?" <laughs> and that maybe works with a kid that wasn't as big and grew as much as me. So. <laughs> I ended up being Dracula for like three years in a row. And the last year I gotten so big that the cape was like this little tiny bib that looked like I was wearing it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> but I still went out because like, it was a complete shock until it was time to like go. Cause like the whole time I was like, Oh, you have that costume, you whatever. And then I put it on and it was like, I got the fangs. I'm like huge. I had my growth spurt early. So I look like this grown man. I was maybe 10 years old. I was like every <laughs> bit of five foot eight. You did what needed to be done. I did what needed. I wanted the candy, so I. I <laughs> that's like my probably my most memorable <laughs> costume. I hope you got the candy though. Like oh, I, I got mean, all that candy. I brought a pillowcase. So there like, we go. I, I <laughs> and I know you did not ask what my aunt was for Halloween when she was a little girl, but I'm gonna tell you. Oh my what? <laughs> the Ricky like doorbell. She's coming on. Um, my grandmother dressed my aunt as a puppy, but in a dog food bag, and it was a real dog food bag. So then, when she walked what? down the neighborhood, dogs chased her down the street. Oh my, <laughs> my god! god. Uh, so yeah, that's not my story. We but. know she's not gonna dress like. <laughs> She learned her lesson the first time. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so if you guys celebrate Thanksgiving, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? And this one was mine because I'm a foodie. 
Okay, and well, look, I'm I glad you decided to... to literally take credit for the only interesting question that we have, I guess. But there were so many. I like when people say, like, I'm a foodie. Like, this is America. Everybody I think we're all this. I think with me, I, it's a different level. Is it? What makes you a foodie, Aaron? Watching Food Network um, <laughs> and eating all day. Like... He watch. He does watch. He knows Food I, Network. Tea. I watch Food Network. This is the only person who has Food Network tea. since like seven years old. Like he knows the what was okay. that Leon Leanne Rhymes feud versus like no that was Trisha Yearwood. See Trisha Yearwood. Oh. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> well, what do I know? I'm just greedy. Food Network. <laughs> so favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, if, the favorite dish. Mine is like. All of it together, which I know is a cop-out answer, but not really because then when I go back for seconds, I need the whole plate again. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't just get more stuffing. I need stuffing, turkey, mashed potatoes, You have to have a beans, bite of gravy. each. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a bite. <laughs> First of all, he does this weird, crazy thing where he eats everything separately until it's gone, which drives me crazy because I don't understand that. And what's more, my father does the same thing. Well, there you go. And it drives me crazy. <laughs> very organized i feel <laughs> maybe um i'm a stuffing and sweet potatoes boy mm. uh and then pumpkin pie of course which i don't know if that's that like kind of counts but that's, that's it definitely does counts. because i feel like my whole family definitely like roasts me for liking pumpkin pie they're like black people like black sweet people don't potato like yeah. <laughs> i'm like no i like pumpkin and i like everything i'm gonna shove a pumpkin up my ass because <laughs> i literally like all the pumpkin pie stuff that's what? going around the psls the mm-hmm. like the little debbie pumpkin things that's Even gross that's a gross way to live no it's not <laughs> nah, it's delicious and delightful <laughs> pumpkin pumpkin everything pumpkin flavor is ass it's, it's delicious <laughs> And it literally puts me in the spirit, especially the pumpkin muffins at Starbucks. Oh my god, she's in such a good mood. Every yeah, time. that's the only time I'm not a complete bitch. <laughs> Do you like Get this woman a muffin? No. <laughs> no, Do you like apple cinnamon flavored stuff? I do, especially like the um. The apple cinnamon oatmeal, and no one likes that. I do. Okay, we we're on the same page. I love apple cinnamon. No, but in October okay. and November, I like to mix it. Like I like my pumpkin spice latte, and then I like my food apple cinnamon. Ooh, oh my god! I love like Trader Joe's. Is just like fuck me. Like it's amazing. <laughs> they just have everything. Everything pumpkin spice. <laughs> living, you know, normally living with Donnie is like kind of normal. He's a Broadway like musical theater gay. <laughs> So he's weird in different spurts. Like he has like, <laughs> you know, sections of normalcy and then he'll just be, go crazy and perform a whole show. But what other, are the crazy parts though? Like, I want to know, like, what um, are the sections of normalcy? <laughs> That's a better question. I'm just kidding. Okay. So I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes when dinner is ready, people just say dinner is ready. <laughs> and sometimes people are listening to defying gravity <laughs> while they're cooking and decide to come in to tell you dinner's ready by being completely naked <laughs> with a towel wrapped around their neck and riding a broomstick. <laughs> Listen, there was a time for it. A performance. And what now that we got you? those light bulbs, those smart lights that change color, Ooh. it's it's a wrap. A production. It's a moment. <laughs> a whole production. The a other moment. night, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I made our Alexa. I made her... <laughs> 
Us as fuck. Us as fuck. That is nosy ass. I I made her turn on our rain sounds and change it to blue light. And then I went and got an umbrella and did a performance. Cut to me laying in bed trying to go to sleep. (laughs) You should have been asleep already. Mm. But it wouldn't have yeah, what was the question? I, I forgot what I was going with that. Yes. Thanksgiving, favorite Thanksgiving. Okay, so, but, like, in fall, like, he transforms into this basic white woman. Mm. And everything is, like, pumpkin this. And, oh, it's pumpkin spice season. And I'm like, yes. get that out of here. I love it. It's amazing. It. You can have him now. I will die um, on this island. That's fine. Let's move to Florida. All right. Ooh. Yeah, get out and vote, everybody. <laughs> Make sure you mail in those ballots. Literally, please, Florida, South Florida, Florida, get out there. Florida literally fucks. We fuck every election up. Like that's one thing we so know how to do. So please get out and wear your fucking wear the mask. Wear your wear cover mask. your nasty ass mouth. Social distance. Get out See? of people's face. And stop L- taking all those damn pictures. Like, literally, you look stupid, thing. and no one gives a fuck. About, you know what? Never mind. I'm not We're gonna go cut that part out if you keep going. <laughs> we li- living in New York, I can't even relate. Um, <laughs> but my favorite, uh, you still an answer yet? No, uh, like we started talking about you. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> cut to me. My, I would have to say, I call it dressing. I was raised to call it dressing, not stuffing, but whatever. Um, that's my favorite part. I can eat that by itself. I can eat it with other things. I can come back for it. How do you feel about box stuffing, though? How do you feel about that? Well, being in an interracial relationship, I've learned to appreciate it. No. Box (laughs) Um, stuffing? Wait a minute. (laughs) Don't Um, do that to me. I was going to say, though... Because don't come for the box stuffing. I actually really like the box stuffing. You gotta sauce it up though. It tastes like it tastes like school stuffing, first of all, which is fine. It's fine. But it was a no no in my house. Like my mother was like, No, we're not doing that. Nobody got time. (laughs) My mama made time. She's one of those people. Mm -hmm. She's one of those, you know, oh, you don't need McDonald's. I can make you McDonald's. Yeah, it's like we don't want that. Like no these crinkle cut it. fries are not. <laughs> it's always crinkle cut. Why does it not taste? Why did yeah, I not get a choice? I can do you one better. It was an actual potato. She peeled up an actual potato. <laughs> you know what don't taste like French fries? Real potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, we are not out of time yet. I guess well, it's still recording. No, Anthony answered. He already answered. What did he say? (laughs) Oh my god! Stuffing, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin pie. Wait, I'm having fun. I hate sweet potatoes. (laughs) So, so that brings me to ask this: Do you guys like cranberry sauce? Mm -mm. Yes, I do. I don't. I used to really like it when I was little, but Mm -hmm. now it's. I think because I'm so greedy about everything else, I don't want to waste stomach room with cranberry sauce. My favorite dish is mac and cheese. Not that anyone asked me in return. <laughs> That's since right. this is that, our podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. What it's is our podcast? Rachel, what yeah. is your huh? favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um, I really have to say baked mac and cheese. It's just delightful. You that's know? my number two. Yeah, that's my number one. I can literally, especially the end piece. How about you, Aaron? Mm. 
foodie Aaron. What's yours? Yeah, it has to be something exquisite Crap. since you're foodie Aaron. I'd say... Uh, 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 uh. Listen. <laughs> Stove top cornbread. Oh. Southern made. Like the pancake style cornbread. I need that every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every birthday. You mean like hot water cornbread? Yes. Okay. So the I cornbread is okay. like, if you guys don't know about like the actual the cornbread he's talking about it's not like the jiffy cornbread or the square cornbread it's like cornbread that you make on like the stove top right and like it you fry it yeah you fry it and it's Mm. like it's an experience okay Mm. this guy yeah you fucking dip it in the greens and the mac and cheese yeah well that is a pretty unique answer because no one gives a like it to touch like that much You don't like it to touch. I don't like my greens to touch. My, mm. you know, oh my gosh. Makes it soft. When I was younger, I literally would not let my food touch like at all. But now that I'm older, it's like I have this to have a bite of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like wet cornbread. So Yeah, I hate yeah. soggy food. It's just gross. I think when you put it with greens though, it's like um I don't know. It's, just <laughs> it's a different experience. That's all I can say. <laughs> So we got real okay. black in here. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo while black, guys. Follow us. You know? That's it. But the last thing we want to ask is what is one of your biggest like Christmas memories? If you guys all celebrate Christmas. If you don't, you celebrate Hanukkah, let me know your Hanukkah memory. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, let me know your Kwanzaa memory. Just your best like around that time December holiday memory or your favorite New Year's memory. Mm. Okay, so mine was this <laughs> one time. <laughs> it was after, um, like, it was when there was like Bratz and Barbie was feuding, right? I remember like, that the Bratz dolls just had just come out, and they had like a Bratz, like a whole like hair cuttery kind of thing. And then the Barbie came out with a new like dream house, and then like my mom and my family pretended they were all in on it they're like you're not getting it you're not getting it and my birthday is actually two days before christmas that's why i'm just such a christmas baby and like i just remember like not even being excited about christmas for the first time in my life even though i was only like 10 and like christmas morning i came and i saw like this big ass box and then i also saw another big box so i opened the smaller box um and it was like the brats, like hair cuttery thing. And then I opened the bigger box and it was like the Barbie, like dream boat. And I had both of them. It was like definitely the best Christmas of my life. And I think that since my childhood was so good, now that I'm an adult, I'm very disappointed in everything. Like everything is trash. <laughs> like I was spoiled as hell. And now that I'm an adult, it's like, well, why isn't everyone buying me things? Like, when, why did that stop? I need it more now than ever. You know? <laughs> I feel so bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a hard time, guys. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell my favorite story. Go ahead. When I was in the fourth grade, I was kind of a problem child. I got into a lot of trouble. And so for Christmas, I had all these things. I have two sisters. We we went through, you know, cross, you know, circling things in the sales papers, dropping hits, the things we always did. And, you know, those first report cards come out before Christmas. And mine was like pretty bad. Damn. And so my mother, she told me, she was like, you're not getting anything for Christmas. This is terrible. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
Time goes by. I'm still, everything's in the house. Christmas as usual. And then Christmas Day comes around. I'm still getting gifts and everything. Christmas Day comes around and I open up a gift and it is a ball in a cup. And then I open up another one and it's a paddle ball. And I open up another one and it's a cheap water gun. <laughs> I got an entire Christmas from the dollar store. <laughs> I was just about to say. I my entire Christmas. It was a probably, dollar store Christmas. It probably cost my parents 40 bucks for my entire Christmas. <laughs> this Everything, is your favorite Christmas? I say this because it's my most memorable Christmas because my Christmases were amazing. I couldn't even think of one. Like one singular one. They so were let's all, just talk about the one where so I So this is the one that stands out to me. <laughs> it was awful. Um, and it's therefore my most memorable one. That's actually a pretty good story. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> like, bad. All my toys were broke within two days. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of my Christmases were really good, too. So I don't have any that stand out in like a great way um but every christmas eve my the church that my family was a part of they had two services and the seven o'clock one was like for families and then the 11 o'clock one was candlelight and we sang hymns and all that and that was like to ring in christmas as a church family whatever but the seven o'clock one one year when i was like 12 years old they thought a good idea for families they would have a puppet show about the nativity um but the person they hired was like a whack job so he brought in whatever puppets he could find like there was a dinosaur there there was a mr t puppet (laughs) yeah it was very strange and my family still talks about how bad it was that day my cousins never went to church again after that night It was like a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah, it was very burger. strange. <laughs> I think, actually, that the Tyrannosaurus Rex was the Mr. T puppet. And he was like, I pity the fool that doesn't celebrate Christmas. It was very strange. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. Ben Salem United Methodist Church. Shout them out. <laughs> Fun church. They real, they real interesting people. They like... They sing like black people, but not as well. <laughs> That's me- that should be like the Methodist slogan. We sing like Baptists, but it's not good. Like kind of. <laughs> I always tend to like uh, this is true as an adult and as a child. Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. There's something kind of I don't know excitement. magical about the excitement and the like the ramping up to christmas morning that like the the actual christmas day past that morning just doesn't live up to christmas eve in the last few years as an adult um we've started playing a game with my family called (laughs) go with me here the (laughs) minister's cat and it's a game that they play in i think it might be it's a wonderful life where it's a group of people and you go around the table and um if it's if you're starting with say the letter A, you go around and if one person can't think of an instance of what I'm about to do, then like <laughs> they're taken out of the game. So it would start and one person would say, Okay, it's A. <laughs> the minister's cat is an awesome cat. And then right after that, the next person has to say, The minister's cat is an amazing cat, or like an A word. So mm-hmm. it has to go around, you know. Um, and I think I love the, this isn't a funny story. It's not really going anywhere. I think I love these because um, 
there's so much kind of like running around that happens even within the house on a holiday. So I'm from a big Italian family. I mean, I have no siblings, but extended. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you're at an event, it's always like, there's people running around and there's, there's kids. A full house. It's yeah. a full house and there's cooking. And like, even when you're eating, sitting down eating, not everyone's like enjoying it. Cause it's like tending to their kids and running to go get something that's missing. And the kids, like the young kids love doing minister's cat. So it's literally like everyone, because it's a moment where like everyone's present loves this stupid game every <laughs> adults are probably a little drunk and it really is kind of like a moment outside of like the bigger holiday moment yeah so i love those yeah that is a good memory it makes me want to do like one of those speeches that you see <laughs> like in movies <laughs> and that's the true <laughs> meaning of christmas <laughs> oh, Aaron. <laughs> Um, what was your favorite Christmas memory? Um, <laughs> it's been a while. Listen, it's been a while. I'd say probably like one year I got two bikes for Christmas. Two? Like, what yeah. do you need two bikes for though? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I got two bikes and I got... I think that year I also got a Game Boy, so that was like... Mm. Oh, my God. It's a good year. Yeah, that was a good year (laughs) for me. I remember that shit. I was like, wow. Imagine, like, being a parent and having to drop, like, a fucking $1,000 on your kid for one Mm. fucking holiday. Yeah, I know. Did the two bikes come from the same person, or maybe was it not communication, or how did the two bikes come from? Um, It was actually my mom, and it was was my uncle on my dad's side. Mm, Okay. okay. So, you know, they don't. So, really anybody out there listening who wanted a bike for Christmas, and <laughs> <laughs> Aaron got your bike. Listen, not anymore. That was so long ago. <laughs> don't hit me up. <laughs> I'm going to block you. Not unless you have uh, Food Network tea. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, if you guys. In exchange for it. The Barefoot Contessa, what's going room. on with her? Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know what? And it's funny you say that. That's actually. <laughs> okay. My favorite, but you know, we're not gonna. We could go on. It was my favorite when I was watching when I used to watch that too. She was getting drunk as fuck. No, not Contessa. When she cooked with wine, she would literally not even measure the wine. She wouldn't even measure the wine. It's not Contessa. That's the same. She doesn't get drunk, she has fun. No, Contessa is Ina Garden. Can't find her shoes. She's Ina, so drunk. No, I feel like even, yeah, I feel like all of them literally don't even measure the wine. They're just like, oh, put about a half a right, cup. Right. And they pour in, <laughs> and they pour in like a half a bottle of wine. Okay, so the last Christmassy holiday thing, I just want to ask, what's your favorite holiday movie? It doesn't have to be Christmas, just a <laughs> holiday movie for each. It was a made-for-TV movie. It's Diva's Christmas Carol starring Vanessa Williams. I watch it every year. It's so bad. Have you seen it? My mom literally, like, um, I think she had it on, it was an older movie, right? I think she had it, like, recorded. Oh, yeah, it's like 1998 Yeah, she had it on, like, VHS. And, like, it would (laughs) be very annoying to me. So I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) 
Uh, mine is also a take on the Dickens story. It is Mickey's Christmas Carol. That one's boring, it. but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think you're confusing boring with iconic, but that's okay. <laughs> My, mine isn't a holiday movie. I just hey, what watch. the hell are you talking about? <laughs> But I tend to watch it around Halloween. So this is a roundabout way of talking about the 1990 uh, version of The Witches. Which is okay. That's a Halloween movie. That's Halloween. I know, know, but it's, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if like, if Halloween isn't taking place within the film. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. But yeah. Did you watch the the new one? The the one on HBO Max? And do you have strong opinions about it? I I don't have strong opinions on it. I did watch it <laughs> up until the ballroom scene mm-hmm. or the um not ballroom scene. Yeah. The the big like centerpiece scene where they remove everything. I I didn't need it. I'm also not for, <laughs> so I don't know. Like it wasn't for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. My favorite holiday movie is just it's elf. It's always gonna be elf. Oh, it's amazing. What about yours? Ian? Grandma got ran over by Ray. Grandma got ran <laughs> over the cartoon? By yeah. That's oh, like, that's good. Yeah, that's that is a good one. the best one. That's... Well, thank you guys so much for doing our podcast. Please tell where everyone they can find you. Yeah, I think I said that right. Yeah, where yeah. everybody can find you. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at KnowThatPod, or you can follow the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your shows. Know That, a Real Housewives podcast. Thank you guys so Thank much. So much and we will definitely us. have you on again. And Please, I will it was so fun. talk to you guys on social media. And thank you guys for listening. We love you. We are almost at 10K. So someone please tell 700 of your friends to follow please. us. And like, thank you. I just like immediately. I will do some things. I do <laughs> some things. We're not going to go. I'll do something strange for a swipe up. You've talked about that pumpkin, so you're (laughs) up for it. He'll do Aaron and Denise that. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to crush my hand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you so much for coming, and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.